Oh, Raptor fans, Raptor fans, Raptor fans, where do we start with this game? The Toronto Raptors lost the Philadelphia 76ers 131-111 in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference first round. And as someone watching this game and really analyzing the way that this played out over the course of the entire game, I think there are a lot of issues that Toronto needs to overcome if they want to get back into the series in Game 2. One of the big issues which you unfortunately can't really find a solution to directly is the loss of Scotty Barnes after Joel Embiid steps on the side of his foot in what I think is not a dirty play, despite what a lot of Raptor fans have been saying on my page and on my feed. I do think it was an accident, and I don't think anyone ever intends to hurt someone like that, but with the way Scotty Barnes played in Game 1, and here I'll just lay out the stats quickly, 15 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists in 30 minutes, 32 minutes, and he shot 4 or 6 from the field, so he didn't get a lot of opportunities, but he was in deep in the paint, he was rebounding the ball, and he was dishing it, leading the entire Raptors squad with 8 assists. And despite only being and despite being minus ten, what had the best plus minus out of the starters, and really did provide a positive contribution to this game. And as a rookie, it didn't seem to fear the moment of being in the NBA playoffs. So his loss is going to be critical because he's already not playing in game two. We're going to just stick with game two because this is a game two primer. But we'll see how that unfolds over the entire series because I think if he's gone, we're going to see this accumulate um, with the lack of his size, his rebounding. And the Raptors are going to have to rely on Chris Boucher, Precious Achua, and Kem Birch a lot more than they want to for the remainder of the series, at least until Scotty Barnes gets back. But let's quickly talk about the other side of the floor, the defensive side, and why that's one of the big issues that Toronto needs to overcome in this next series. Sorry, in Game 2. First of all, the Raptors scored 111 points. They shot well from the field, 49%, 40% from 3 they had 23 free throws, and, you know, we could talk about the free throws all day long with the fucking refs, but, you know, we're not going to talk about that because at the end of the day, we don't really, can't really control that. Um, you can try to not foul, but inevitably, you can't kind of overcome what the refs did to Toronto in that first game. It was honestly on both sides of the ball for the Raptors and the Sixers. It really made for a shitty game overall because there's so many stoppages. Um, I just think let them play, call less fouls in the next game, and I think we'll see that adjustment. Um, because it's playoff basketball, let the guys play. It's defensive, it's scrappy. Just give Toronto more of a chance on that side of the ball with the free throws. And in the attempt to guard Joel Embiid, it's really hard when they're calling as many free throws as they did. Anyway, moving on. Uh, for Toronto, the big issue in this one was giving Philly basically everything that they wanted in this game. Philly had 29 assists in this game they hit 16 threes and the thing that killed me in this game constantly was the fact that every time they would double and triple Joel Embiid he was making the right play Toronto would try and rotate they wouldn't get there in time I feel like their defense was a bit out of sync and as a result it led to a lot of wide open corner threes which are one of the easiest shots to hit in the NBA a wide open corner three for a team that has a solid number of shooters on it built around Joel Embiid and James Harden it was just ridiculous to see how that defense was getting absolutely abolished in this game. They beat Toronto in the transition game, which can't happen because Toronto's half-court offense is already not as good as Philly's half-court offense. But when Toronto can run and gun in transition, that's when they have the best opportunity to actually win this game or win this series in general because they need transition opportunities. They can't lose that battle. 
and they got outscored 29 to 10 in fast break points. They got outscored in the paint. They had le- more fouls, and the biggest lead in this game was only three points for Toronto, whereas they were down by 24 at one point in this game and ended up losing by 20. So it was a bit of an embarrassing performance for Toronto in this first game, but inevitably we move on, we digress. Pascal Siakam had a, a solid game, 24-7, and seven, but you know I felt like he wasn't very aggressive in the first half of this game. And as the game sort of slipped away, it wasn't much that he was doing to help stop that. He had to sell, he was settling for a lot of deep mid-range jumpers, which is not ideal. And when you have a guy like Embiid on you, <clears throat> and we know Siakam's faster, he's got to attack him, he's got to stretch him a little bit, and he's got to be used in a lot of pick and roll as well. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, to try and basically uh, make him be less of a presence in this game on the defensive end because he's one of their best defenders, one of their best rebounders. He had 15 rebounds in this game. And he only scored 19 points, and they still won. <clears throat> so that's a bit scary uh, from that perspective. But really in this game, it was the Tyrese Maxey show. And a big reason why Tyrese Maxey and Harden combined for 60 points in this game is because Fred Van Vliet had that first foul in the first 50 seconds and I think two fouls in the first couple minutes. That really deteriorates your ability to, to defend. And Fred Van Vliet, though playing 36 minutes in this game, couldn't really get a hold of that part of the game because... He was just afraid of getting that next foul, and that obviously destroyed the identity of that defense. Um, So inevitably for Toronto, they're going to have to play better on the defensive end. I feel like offensively they're getting whatever they want, but Philly was getting that and more. So Toronto's got to prevent that. If Philly shoots 50% from three and you lose that game, you know I understand the game plan, but inevitably you can't give NBA players wide open three-pointers. You know what I mean? You've got to kind of limit it in the perfect way where you can double Joel, flash double him, make him take tough shots, or make him make passes that that make him uncomfortable, right? Don't give them opportunities to swing the ball to wide open shots in the corners or wherever it may be. Uh, And then they've got to stop Maxie and um, James Harden at the point of attack. They were just driving to the paint and doing whatever they want. Toronto's lack of size on the inside was another tremendous issue that I think uh, led to so many Maxie open buckets in the lane, James Harden driving down the lane with floaters, Joel Embiid grabbing offensive rebounds when Toronto did get a stop. And in this one, we really saw that come to fruition. Joel Embiid had four offensive rebounds, which combined for the total of the entire starters for Toronto. For Toronto. So they've got to do better on that end of the floor. But today we'll see them with a fresh opportunity. You know, the series is only down one game, so everyone just relax, okay? I see a lot of fans overreacting. Um, let's just hope for Scotty Barnes' health. I know Gary Trent is still doubtful for this game. Let's also see what happens with him. And honestly, just take this one game at a time. They still don't have to win game two to win this series. They were going to have to win game three if they lose. But game two is a fresh opportunity to try and shock them, get a win. Maybe they're on their high horse and you can come in. Pascal, Freddie, and those guys, um, shorthanded, can, you know, take it to them. We can see maybe Gary Trent, if he plays, uh, shoot better than he did in that first game. He felt... It just felt very weak from his perspective. Um, the floaters in the lane, he airballed the floater. Like It just felt like he wasn't very comfortable. He was taking shots that I don't usually see him take. You know, A lot of what I see with Gary Trent are mid-range jumpers on a step back and three-pointers. He was taking a lot of weird floaters, leaning in the lane with a guy on his back. I didn't like that. I don't really think that's his game. He's got to be more comfortable and not be forced into taking these bad shots. And when he has that opportunity to take a bad shot, to you know deny that and to swing the ball... Because, you know, it's never too late to get another offensive possession, even if there's only a bit of time left on the clock. 
So that's basically my analysis of Game 1. Let's see what Toronto can do in Game 2. Like I said, I'm still hopeful. I do think the injury to Scotty Barnes is the biggest concern because you lose that guy. We'll see how their depth translates. I want to see Nick Nurse change the rotation a bit. I feel like you can put a bit more Ken Birch in. I know um, he got did he get elbowed in the face in this game. Uh, he got elbowed in the face pretty hard early in this game, I think. So maybe he was just a bit knocked out. But I want to see more Ken Birch if he's healthy. I want to see more Chris Boucher. Uh, I want to see Malachi Flynn a little bit, you know, give some guard rotation to guys who can actually catch catch fire. A guy like Malachi Flynn could bring the energy we need, or Banton, you know, these are guys that Toronto has relied on at times during the regular season, and unfortunately, because of the injury to Scotty Barnes, we're going to need one of these guys to produce for us, and I feel like Chris Boucher is the best option, but inevitably, you're going to have to play a bunch of these guys and see what you can get out of your bench. You need X number of points from the bench to win this, so let's see what can, Toronto can do. Thank you for listening. I Let's go Raptors. Hope they win this game. I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace out, everybody.